Thank you so very much for joining us as we take a look at the book. I'm Jimmy DeYoung. I'm glad that you could take a few moments to be with us. We're going to be studying the book of Ezekiel. If you have never studied the book of Ezekiel, this is one of the great books in God's Word. It's, of course, a very prophetic book. You're going to love the book of Ezekiel and the prophecies contained within it. Today, we're going to look at the prophecy of the PLO, or Esau and the Palestinians. What happened to Esau? What about those people, those Edomites that Esau brought into existence? Well, that's our study for today. From the book of Ezekiel, we're going to chapter 35, so get your Bible ready. This study is from a five-hour audio series on CD entitled Ezekiel, Retribution or Restoration. And that's available to you if you'd like to get your copy. We'll tell you more about that after the study. But right now, let's study about the prophecy of the PLO. Obadiah. You got it? Here we go. It's only one chapter. It is the smallest book in the Old Testament. The vision of Obadiah. Thus saith the Lord God concerning Edom. Here is another judgment against Edom or Mount Seir. It's a parallel passage to Ezekiel chapter 35. The message preached or given to Obadiah about 250 years before Ezekiel. The vision of Obadiah, thus saith the Lord God concerning Edom, we have heard a rumor from the Lord, and an ambassador is sent among the heathen. Arise ye, and let us rise up against her in battle. Behold, I have made thee small. This is Obadiah talking about Edom. You're small, Edom. I have made thee small. He's speaking on behalf of God. Among the heathen, but thou art greatly despised. I don't care how small you are, I despise you. Verse 3, the pride of thy heart hath deceived thee. Now there's the first reason he's going to be judged in Obadiah. Look over here in verse 10, here's the second reason. For thy violence against thy brother Jacob, shame shall cover thee. Thou shalt be cut off forever. That word forever is olam. It's the same word when you look at the Word for God, El Olam, chapter 23 of the book of Genesis. That's talking about the eternality of God. What he says is, you Edomites are going to be cut off forever because you killed your brother, because of the pride of your heart. Now, I told you where they lived. They lived in a place called Petra. Petra is an unbelievable city. Let's pretend like this auditorium is Petra. It's about it's 25 square miles, and it's pretty much square, but let's pretend like just for argument's sake and demonstration that this is Petra. The only way you can get into Petra is through a seek. A seek is an Arabic word meaning high narrow gorge. At some points it's about as wide as my arm span. It may go out to 30 feet in width but it's very narrow. It's a mile and a third long. It's three to five hundred feet high and the cliffs are up there looking down over this seek as you meander in. I've ridden, I know in my video I ride a horse in just like Indiana Jones. Remember Raiders of the Lost Ark? That was Indiana Jones going into Petra. And he comes, first of all, to the treasury building. Now the treasury is, every, this is all sandstone, but it's beautiful. The colors, greens, reds, browns, blues, black, it's beautiful. And when the sun moves across the sky, the, the sandstone changes colors. It's majestic. And here's this five-story high treasury building. The Nebataeans, the famous stone carvers from Saudi Arabia, they were the ones that carved it. They start up on the top of the cliff and you carve down. You don't carve up when you're carving a sandstone structure because all the sand would fall on you from the bottom. 
So you carve down. It is beautiful. Inside of Petra, they have a coliseum with seat about 5,000 people, all kinds of beautiful buildings. This is where the Edomites went to live. The King's Highway runs right by the entrance to the sea here. You know the King's Highway. Uh, that's where the merchants would leave Egypt going over to Arabia. Or, or that's, in fact, where Moses took the children of Israel. They came up the King's Highway. They came into Petra. And out comes the Edomites. You can't go this way. Moses said, if our sheep and goats eat your grass or drink your water, we'll pay for it. No, you can't go this way. And they were forced to go back around over to Arabia and then come in over across Jericho. What would happen when they would rob these merchants, the Edomites would run back to the sea. Uh, just imagine, if the sea is this narrow, you can put two or three guys right here, and we could fend off any people coming in and try to get us. But if they did come in, well, then they would hide up in the cliffs. On my video, I'm on a 2,000-foot high cliff with my legs hanging over the side, scared to death. Mark said, get over there. <laughs> I got over, and then he helped me up, and boy, it was a fight. My legs were playing games with each other, but uh, I got up, but it is, all, there's all kind of caves, man-made caves, God-made caves. It is simply beautiful. And so if somebody got in through the sea, they would go up into their caves like the eagles in their nest. Go to Obadiah again. Look what it says. Here's a prophecy 250 years before it happens. Verse 3, the pride of thy heart hath deceived thee. Thou that dwellest in the clefts of the rock, whose habitation is high, that saith in his heart, who will bring me down to the ground? Though thou exalt thyself as the eagle, and though thou set thy nest among the stars, thence will I bring thee down, saith the Lord. You've got an impregnable city, do you? You Edomites, listen to me. I'll bring you down if you're like an eagle on his nest up there in the clefts of the rock. I'll bring you down. How did he do it? Those Nebuchadnezzar I talked about, 500 years before Christ. They come from Arabia. They were the only friends the Edomites have. They come in the sea. They're sitting at a banquet table with them. And all of a sudden, the Nebuchadnezzar stand up and start killing the Edomites. That was prophesied. Look at verse 7. All the men that thy confederacy have brought thee even to the border. The men that were at peace with thee have deceived thee and prevailed against thee. They that eat thy bread have laid a wound under thee. There is none understanding of thee. And so these Nebuchadnezzar start killing these Edomites. Some of them can escape. They run out to sea. They go west over into southern Judah. And the Greek word for southern Judah is Idamia. And they become Idameans, which is what Herod the Great was, a descendant of Esau. I'm going to tell you what happened from there in just a moment, but let me just show you how specific this prophecy is. Look here in verse 11. In the day that thou stood us on the other side in the day that the strangers carried away captivity his forces and foreigners entered into his gates and cast lots upon Jerusalem even thou wast one of them now you may not understand that if, unless you know history history says that when Nebuchadnezzar Tisha Ba'av today in 586 B.C. came in to Jerusalem his third wave 
all the enemies of Israel, including the Edomites, came to Jerusalem. Nebuchadnezzar is going to take these Jews. He's killed one-third of them. One-third of them have starved to death. He's going to take the other third, that's what we read in chapter 5, back to Babylon. Before he goes, he said, I've conquered a city. Who would like to burn the temple down? And all the enemies raised their hands. You know what they did? He said, okay, everybody wants to do it. Well, cast lots. He cast lots. Guess who won? The Edomites. And they burned the temple down. Everything through in the book of Obadiah through verse 14 was prophecy that has been fulfilled in the past. Now starting in verse 15, this is prophecy for the future. Look with me in our remaining moments. Verse 15. For the day of the Lord is near upon all the heathen, as thou hast done, it shall be done unto thee. By the way, that phrase, the day of the Lord, a very interesting prophetic phrase. Look here, folks. The day of the Lord does not include the rapture of the church. The day of the Lord. Here's the definition. If you godly people who are taking notes want to write it down, here it is. The day of the Lord is any time in history when God intercedes in the affairs of man personally on the earth. It's the key verse, a key phrase throughout all of prophecy. I would suggest you write it down. Here it is again. Thank you so very much for taking a few moments to study the Word of God with us. It's always a joy for me to gather around the Word of God and look at the prophetic passages, passages that help us understand current events in light of biblical prophecy. And as we come to that understanding, I'm convinced for myself, and I'm sure you probably feel the exact same way, we are quickly approaching the time when Jesus Christ is going to come back. That's what we glean from our study of God's prophetic word. Well, again, thank you. If you'd like to have your own copy of Ezekiel, Retribution and Restoration, a five-hour audio series on CD from the book of Ezekiel, we study the entire book, you can call our toll-free number. It's 877-674-3298. Toll-free from across America. Call up and the people will help you here at Prophecy Today to make your order of this five-hour audio series on CD. Again, it's Ezekiel, Retribution or Restoration. By the way, you can go to our website and make your order as well. The website address, prophecytoday.com. Now, thank you so very much again for joining us. I'm sure that our study today gives us evidence we're quickly approaching the time of the return of Jesus Christ. He will shout, the archangel will shout, the trumpet of God will sound. And dear friend, if you know Christ as your Lord and Savior, you and I will be caught up together to meet him in the air. Boy, with that truth, nothing left for me to say on this little time together with you, except let's keep looking up until...